Hello and welcome to the Sauk Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sauk Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sauk Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Daryl Wallace, who runs the Rusty Fox in Sterling. Daryl, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Hey, can you just give us a quick snapshot? Who are you? Who do you love? Give us a quick introduction. Um, so my name is Daryl Wallace, and uh, my me and my wife, Leslie, we run the Rusty Fox Ale House and Wine Bar here in Sterling. Um, we have two kids, Andrew and Emma. They're six and nine. And um, a little bit about myself. Um, I've been in the Sauk Valley area pretty much my entire life. Mm. Um, I grew up in Walnut, about 20 minutes south of Rock Falls. Um, went to Bureau Valley and then went to college in Morrison okay. at the, uh, the, the engineering tech school there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have an engineering background, um, and that led me up here to Sterling for my first job out of college. Mm. Um, and I've been up here since 2007. Okay. Um, from there... I've stayed in engineering the entire time, and uh, then a couple years ago, me and the wife kind of got the idea to buy this place, and um, nice. so we've we, we've always been local to the area, yeah. Um, which is which I think has been been good. Give us the opportunity to kind of see what's what's here, kind of know our yeah. way around and things like right. that. Right. Um, well, and um, so you're kind of talking about this this engineering uh, background. Tell me, how, how does that connect with a, uh, a local town watering hole, as uh, it were? Well, it actually comes in pretty handy. Um, whenever I have to, um, let's just say I need like a shelf or something, you know, in the basement here for storage, um, I can build it myself. I don't right. have to pay somebody to do that. Um, um, I also did a little bit of remodeling work in, throughout the years. Um, and so I have experience with that, which when you own a small business, that you know, comes it, in handy yeah, a lot. It saves you a lot of money being able to do things like that yourself. So. Right. Yeah. So, but like what, um, I guess, tell me a little bit of the journey. What the, the story of Daryl of transitioning from coming out of college, come this way with engineering background, getting, getting jobs and stuff. What was the journey that led you and your wife to say, Hey, we want to, we want to own a bar downtown. Well, I think there's no clear answer as to, I mean, owning a bar is a very difficult thing to do. So I don't think it's anything you do you go into lightly. Mm. Um, but we, we actually, it was during COVID, um, the Rusty Fox was actually shut down mm. and, um, they had tried reopening, but due to COVID they got shut down, um, and then they, they kind of had posted it for sale. Mm. And um, we had actually been in here two weeks prior to COVID hitting. Yeah. And we just had a good time. Yeah, yeah. And then my wife's like, well, hey. And, it's, and it's, a, it's a beautiful spot, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it feels it, feels it has history here. I don't know kind of the, the story of the Rusty Fox and how long it's been here. But I mean, it's, it's in this part of downtown where the buildings haven't been torn down and rebuilt. Like they still kind of feel old and, you know, yeah, this building's very great. It's got the tall ceilings. Um, and I believe the main street rehabbed it somewhere around 2010 or just prior mm. to that. Mm. Um, so it's, 
it's got a fresh look in an old building, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they stayed true to like the, the old school decor, yep. the, the ceiling tiles yep, the, and the trim. Yep. And the crown molding and stuff, you know, and even just on the outside of the building with the, the facade, that's seal feels kind of, I don't know what turn of the century or something like that, maybe, or, you know, post post-war kind of architecture, you know? Yeah. And so you guys were in here two weeks before COVID had a good time. We had a great it. time. Yeah. And then I think it was in October, they, um, posted it for sale. And my wife's like, Ooh, that would be a really nice place to, you know, run and <laughs> see while, while everyone else you know? says, you know what pandemic project I want? Let's bake sourdough bread. Y'all <laughs> decide let's buy a business. Let's buy a, a, a bar that's can't, technically could not open. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so, so talk so about that. So, so you guys decide to buy the place and you come in here. How much, how much of it have you guys kind of put your own flavor and spin on? Cause it was called the rusty Fox before you yeah. kept that. Yeah. And we, we, we knew it had a decent following. Um, and I didn't want to spend overspend on signage and, you know, revamping off of that. Um, so the first year, um, I didn't really change a whole lot because COVID was still going on. Yeah. Uh, we tried and tried to get people back out. Yeah. It was just, we knew, two, we knew 2021 was going to be just a tough year. Yeah. We didn't expect anything big from that. Um, but we got reopened. Um, like I said, we, we made a few improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about a year ago is when we really started to hit the gas pedal on, um, expanding and really honing in on what we want this place to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, you know, you guys are open and it's, it's seven days a week, isn't it? That Rusty Fox is open over here. Uh, we're closed on Mondays. Closed on Mondays. Okay. And, um, and so this is, but like, this is a full-time gig. You, you, you're not doing engineering stuff on the side now still, are you? Yeah. I oh, still okay. work full-time. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we have a full plate right now. Yeah. Um, so so we, what is it? What is it about running a place like this? Where, um, I mean, you guys have you got bar seating, you've got tables and you know little chair nook kind of thing. So people could come in here and kind of just pay you no mind and do their own thing. And I'm sure there's people who like the vibe and just come in here and do stuff like that. But I mean, running a place like this, this is this is a people business. Yeah, we're you hear people's stories. Yeah. You're checking um, with them, you know, you got regulars. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're very people centric here. Um, yeah. it's, it's all about the quieter atmosphere. Mm. Um, you could come here on a weeknight or, um, even the daytime and it's going to be mostly quiet. Yeah. Um, unless there's an event going on or something like that. Um, but people do that. It's a chill spot. They can, we have lots of people bring their laptop in. Um, yeah. they'll maybe doing their homework or, you know, yep. um, so we get a lot of that. And then on the weekends, you know, we can get a little busy. Um, our peak times, you know, it's probably like 8 PM, I would say. Sure. Um, the after dinner crowd and yeah. Yeah. But we still, we, you know, we never blare the music a whole lot, but, um, you know, if you're on here in a slow night or something, yeah, the jukebox is all yours and we have people that just rock it out on their own music and oh, it's, how fun. Uh, <laughs> it's very fun. So. Yeah. And so, so, you know, but I guess what I'm trying to say too, is like this, this is the type of thing that takes your full focus when it's open, you know, yeah. Pe- people come in because and um, you're connecting with them. Correct. I'm, I'm, a so, you know, with COVID, um, you know, pretty much 
And my, my engineering job did a lot of sitting in a cubicle, not really talking to people. And right. COVID kind of made that worse because yep. you weren't supposed yeah. to you know, be within right. six feet of people. Yeah. So, and, uh, and then everything's over Zoom. And yeah. yeah. But that's what I love about this place. And I always encourage the other um, bartenders here to, um, you know, talk to people. That's mm. um, engage them and just find out about them. Um, I'm a people person. I love finding out um, where people are from, um, yeah. like traveling and, and meeting new people. So. Have, you, have you always been kind of a, a, a people person that like wants to hear people's stories and kind of get to know new people? Um, yeah. Uh, one of my, uh, one of the best jobs I've ever had um, was delivering pizzas over in Princeton. And same thing there. It was always nice. You, you know, you'd have your regulars, which you got sure. to know, yep. but then you'd always meet new people yep. along the way. So, um, that was a very, very fun job and always enjoyed that. So, and now you, you, you run a spot like this where people come to you and that's, so I can see how that could really, really be in line with kind of, uh, what, what you like your personality and stuff, your wife, the same way she likes talking to people and yeah. getting the, so this, I mean, this sounds like, I mean, it's the perfect kind of spot for people, people, right? When you're a people person, you, you, right. you want to do stuff where you're around people all the time. Um, uh, do your, do your kids get in on the fun of hanging out and kind of get to know folks and playing the jukebox and stuff? Yeah, they, uh, we end up having to babysit them from time to time here. Yep. Um, so they're, some days they're running around here in their pajamas and, um, cause they didn't go to school or something for, yeah. you know, right. Uh, spring break just got over here. So yep. they were here a couple of days a week. So. Well, and at that time though, too, then it really kind of feels almost like a family spot or a community spot saying, yeah. Hey, we, we know each other. We know each other's stories. We know each other's kids. Right. You know, we, we get it when your kid's being crazy. It's it's all good. Yeah. Sometimes you know? we wish we could just volume control the, the kids a little yes. bit, you know, so. Yes. My, my <laughs> kids are, are four and almost two, and I feel that very strongly. <laughs> it is it is it is wonderful. But, man, a volume control, that would yeah. see, that's something that someone needs to come up with is a, a volume control. Or maybe maybe just headphones, like noise canceling headphones for the right. parents to wear that doesn't completely block out the noise yeah. but turns it down. Okay. Well, anyone who's listening like that is a, a inventor it can come up with that. Um, I guess uh, my next question really is it's about uh, Rusty Fox itself because um, I've walked by a couple times. I, I just moved to the area and so I'm still getting to know the whole area. But I remember the first time my wife and I were walking downtown. Um, it must have been on a on Monday because you, you guys weren't open right now. Uh, at that time. And so we looked inside the window and we're like, oh man, I want to come back here because I mean, you guys have a huge selection. This isn't your, you know, four taps and two cocktails type of spot. You guys have, I, I, I don't see repeats of bottles or cans almost anywhere. So what made you guys decide to become, you know, how many, how many, uh, select, how much is your selection? How big is your selection that you carry here? Um, it's quite big. Um, most people that walk into this place, you know, if you compare it to going out to <clears throat> a big liquor store, yep. you'd say there's no way you can compare because they have this big store with shelves. But when you go to those stores, you know, you see cases of wine or cases of beer. So it takes up a lot more room yep. and requires a bigger place. Um, so what we did here is we put up shelving that blends in with the atmosphere and the background. Mm hmm and we just put the single bottle and we're, you know, basically f like a full self, uh, full service where, um, like the wine, you can grab any of these bottles just off the shelf. 
Um, but if you want a cold one, we can accommodate accommodate that too, which yeah. most most places don't. It's right. they're warm. Right. Um, so we can accommodate cold wine, cold beer um, to go mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. Do you guys just have like the world's biggest walk-in, f- you know, freezer downstairs? Or we, like- well, we have some, st- we, we have quite a bit, but we also have like a rapid wine cooler okay. for wine bottles. Yeah. Um, because if you're wanting to know how many wines we have, we have over 450 wines. Right now in the store. 450 different ones. Um, Holy. Well, which you, you would have to drive at least an hour or more to find anything that's that big. Yeah. And um, we, we don't sell wine that other people sell yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have some of the local wines mm-hmm. like Wide River, um, which is very popular. Um, and we're competitively priced on those versus mm. any discount stores. Sure. Um, but we have a lot of specialty ones here. We have about 25 different countries um, where we have a shelf um, for each country here. Yeah, I'm looking over here. And you, it's got Italy um, marked on the side. You got Spain, Argentina, Chile, you know, like, and so what, I guess, I guess what, was that something that you and your wife brought to the Rusty Fox? Was that happening already of, of the uh, globally sourced kind of regional selection? No, this was something we brought um Previously, they only had the house menu of about maybe 20 to 30 wines. Um, but um, after doing some traveling and things and visit, visiting some bigger cities, like out in Iowa City, right? Um, I was like, man, it'd be nice just to have a, a wine shop that's... Yeah. And I, obviously, the biggest hurdle of that is cost. Um, they say selling wine or drinking wine is not expensive, but selling wine is very expensive okay. because you can't just buy, you know, right. 450 bottles. You have to buy 450 bottles times yeah, 12 a, or a decent quantity, or, you know, yeah. to, uh, to have inventory. Um, so we brought all of these and all of these wines, there's 450 plus different, uh, different wine bottles. And then what I, what I did is I tried to hit like different grape varieties from around the world. Mm. Um, so ones that you'll probably never even heard of, mm-hmm. um, y- you might find here. Mm. So, um, cause each region has different, um, t- flavors because of the soil. Right. And things like that. Yeah. And the tannins in the soil and things like that. Yeah. Right. I know very little about wine, but I know the word tannin. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, feel I can, I can kind of keep up a little bit. And it, it's, it's been a learning curve. Um, I, I've, I'm not actually a, I don't drink a whole lot to begin with any okay. alcohol. So that was going to so, be my question. I was like, Oh, are you like a big so, wine connoisseur? Or like, no, I'm not overly, I'm, I've educated myself very well in a lot sure. of the areas. Um, but I don't drink a whole lot, yeah. which I think is good as far as running a business. Sure. Yeah. Cause yeah, you're yeah. not drinking your profits. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, which I think is where a lot of people fail mm-hmm. in this type of business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you get into it because you like to, uh, host parties for you and your buddies or for you and your friends, something like that, that is different than having the business acumen of saying, I'm, I'm running a business that's providing a service that's turning a profit to provide for my family, create a spot in the community. And those are different ways in on the whole process. So f- 450 wines, but wine isn't the only thing you carry here. You also have beers and ciders and yeah. 
we, um, for the most part, we have, I want to say almost everything here, um, which is very unique and rare. Um, and so we have right now about 150 um, craft beers that you can buy for carryout. Mm-hmm. You can buy online any of our wine um, and our beer. And soon we're expanding um, to the liquor portion. You can actually buy any of the liquor that you see mm-hmm. on our back bar. We don't really get tons of sales off of that. But um, soon we're going to be offering delivery as well. Really? So you'll be able to... Um, buy all this from the comfort of your home if you don't feel like going out and okay, in your so pajamas. Is, are there are there like big hurdles to do that other than just having the delivery driver? Because I feel like, especially during the pandemic, there was, you know, four or five of those kind of like apps that popped up that yeah. hadn't been in existence before. And I was like, yeah, why haven't these been in existence before? Is there legal implications? Is there like, you know, state, you know, laws they have to like get across by transporting and stuff like what's that journey been like for you guys as you venture into that yeah we'll be we'll be using one of those apps yeah for the delivery portion of it because um logistically it's too hard to to do it ourselves yeah so um but i think that's a good avenue Mm -hmm. um because there are people that just they'd rather drink and yeah watch their movies at their house and um I mean, we all have nights like that. We'd rather just stay home. Well, uh, and it's one of those things too, where this area, you know, uh, there's enough people who who live on the outskirts of town or kind of, you know, outside of town a little bit where, you know, downtown is a six minute drive, but it feels like, oh, all the way downtown. You're right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's the one ways, I think. Yeah, that that's the one downtown ways. Sterling, that's the, the yeah. biggest downfall is the, yeah. the one ways. But yeah, also... Um, what I want to do for growing this year is, um, like the hotel traffic. That's, oh, okay. uh, we do, we do, we do good on, uh, like out of town, mm-hmm. um, people wanting to kind of, they want to find the nicest place that Sterling has that, the, you know, when they're out. And mm-hmm. so if we're lucky enough, they find us yeah. and they're very grateful. Yeah. So, but for those who are just staying in the hotel, maybe for the night and don't yeah. want to get out or they're tired. Yep. Um, we now have the option that they can Get a bottle of wine or a four pack of beer. So how, how do you kind of, uh, get your word out about existing here for either for locals or for out of town or something like that? Is that mostly a a social media strategy? Are you putting pamphlets in the lobbies of all these places? Are you connecting? Like what's that kind of like marketing angle as a business owner? Um, so this year, um, I will be, yeah, obviously social media is probably the biggest. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of radio and then the Rock Falls Tourism. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have an ad in that. Um, you had spoke with uh, Melinda Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, they're, like, activity guide kind of thing that they put yep. out? Yeah. Because um, that's, like I said, a big part of us is the out-of-town traffic is, yeah. is big here. So. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to, uh, we, we were talking about selection, and I've, I forgot to ask a question. I want to go back to that. How do you decide what things to carry? You say that you're not a big drinker yourself, and so I would assume that you're not opening and sampling every single thing you have, or or are you? Um, no, sometimes I, I buy without sampling because with wine bottles, they get very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first I look at to see if anything like that is sold anywhere else. Mm. That's the first thing I do. If somebody else sells it, I try not to sell it. Yeah. Um, that's not always possible. Um but sometimes I'll ask the people what they want too. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing. And then, um, 
the other part of it is just trying to figure out what's, what don't we have mm. maybe that would fit in, you know, just to have that extra variety. Yep. Um, you know, with the wines, it's like, oh, I've never had, I've never had this wine grape before from mm-hmm. Argentina. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll bring that in and we'll try it out. Yeah. And do you find that that is like a thing where do people come in just like ready to try something new because, because you guys kind of have the, the reputation now of having so many choices. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm just going to come here and I'm going to try yeah. three new things, you know, or I'm going to try a new bottle of wine or something, things like that. Do you, do they rely on y- you and your wife a lot for kind of the recommendation on that sort of thing? Um, so like the beer, um, with craft beer, you never know if you're going to like a craft beer or not. I think it's, you know, half the craft beers I try, they're probably okay or I yeah. don't like them. Yeah. And then the other half are probably really good. Um, I feel like the, the brewers themselves feel that way. They go, well, we don't know how those, this one's going to turn out. It's a limited but, release. <laughs> yeah. But we made a batch. We have to sell it. Yeah. Right. You know? So, um, so with that, what's nice here is you can, you can have a, you know, you can drink a can here yeah. and if you like it, you yeah. can, you can take a pack to go. Um, with the wine, you have to buy, you know, we have these shelves here. You can pull any bottle off and yep. drink, uh, which you have to buy the whole bottle. Sure. But for like the wine connoisseurs in this area, they love it because yeah. like I said, none of these wines are available. Yeah. You get to try new things. And for people who, who are into craft beer or wine or things like that, that, that is part of the, the excitement is, is trying something new. You Correct. Know? Yeah. Getting, getting to kind of in, increase your your list of things that you tried and you know uh, i had a friend in college that had one of those apps that you rate different you know beers and stuff like that and he would always like oh yeah you know and i thought that was smart because i'd be like well i tried something three years ago i don't remember if it was good or not you know yeah. kind of thing but and we are we are uh, we're on untapped, untapped our, I think and we're right. uh we're a verified venue with that so okay. uh, that means our beer list is live on that so any updates um you can sign up and subscribe to untapped yeah. uh, for the rusty Fox and you'll get notifications when we get new weird beers and all that. My wife needs to not know that this is so, thing so that I can just sign up and get the notifications. Otherwise she'd be like, you don't go out there again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you, you pick your selection. It sounds like based off of what is new and not around here, like rare. Yeah. And so that you can kind of carry the most unique selection here. Has that ever bit you? Has that ever like backfired or you got something you're like, I should not have gotten this? Well, there's obviously with, with beers, there's certain ones that appeal to me yeah. or, but don't appeal to other people. Um, and, and beer has the shortest life, lifespan of anything here. Sure. The wine and the liquor, that's pretty shelf stable. Yeah. Um, so there's really no regrets on, on any of that. It's, it's the beer. You just have to cycle through it. Yeah. And if a beer's not selling, you either just have to discount it or sometimes just drink it yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, that would be, now yeah. talk about where, we're. this is a, a business idea live on air is talk about like find your regulars and have like a, like a, a regulars only event where yeah. it's like, Hey, we're getting rid of this stuff. So you guys come in and it's like a mm. dollar a person. It's like that. Yeah. We're just going to drink through this kind of man. Now that would come up with some stories though. I'm sure because you know, the ones that aren't selling, there's a reason they're not yeah. selling. Well, not necessarily. Um, there's just some that are good beers that, you know, just 
under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, was there ever, a, a, a either a wine or a beer or something that like was hard for you to get? That was like the, it was your, you know, your cup of destiny that you were trying to find or, you know, that you, you, you had to seek after and get. Hmm. What's, what's like one of the ones that you were most proud of carrying? Um, well, I would say just in general, the, the Drucker brand that we have is, um, a very unique brand. Mm. They have lots of like, um, they call them fruit smoothies, Mm -hmm. but they have like a whole, they have several series and they just kind of change the flavors. They have like the base ingredients are all the same, but Mm. they have like, um, a raspberry cheesecake smoothie. And this um, is a beer. This is a beer. Oh my goodness. And a mango marshmallow one. Um, they have a key lime pie one coming out here soon. Um, but those are really what I, what I like to have here. Cause they're just very they're unique. So unique. Yeah, exactly. Now is that the type of thing? Cause I'm, I lean more towards the IPAs and the kind of, you know, cold and bitter type things myself. Um, now, and, and I, I personally, I love sampling new things. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when sours were all the rage, you mm-hmm. know, but I found myself and, and anytime I'll, I'll try like a very sweet ale, like a Belgian ale or like a, you know, a double or something like that. Um, I find myself really appreciating the flavor, but not wanting to drink a whole 12 ounce or 16 mm-hmm. ounce can, you know, kind of thing. You know, is that a, is that something that you guys have considered as well of doing flights of things like that? It's, um, it's really hard to do flights when they're with cans with cans because, um, some of the more expensive beers cost us four or five bucks a can. Yeah. That's our cost. So, yeah. um, it's really hard to do flights with that. Um, cause then you'd have to spend, I mean, if my cost is $16 for a, you know, a flight of four cans, it gets very yep. expensive then for, yeah, for somebody th- trying it. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, then you have, you know, you, you just kind of got to take a chance and try something, but we do like it. We do, um, beer tastings usually about once a month now. Okay. When does that normally happen? Um, it just depends. Like we have April 7th is, um, national beer day. This is news to me and I'm very excited. It also just happens to be good Friday this year too. So (laughs) talk about good. Come on now. So, um, but yeah, we tried to do that. We, uh, we did a Hops at the Fox beer yes. tasting here in mm-hmm. January that mm-hmm. w- went really well. So we'll do that probably annually. Yeah. I want to talk with you about some of the events and stuff that you guys host too. Cause you, you host a lot of different types of events here. What, what gave you guys the idea? Was this something from the previous owner or is this you and your wife of becoming kind of like a community event center as well? Cause it's not just beer tasting or wine tasting. You, you do. There's book clubs, there's comedy shows, there's musical performances and things like that. What, what led to that? Yeah, we, um, some of it was transitioned over from the previous owners. Um, but like our, one of our bartenders, Ryan, he does, um, he runs his own comedy ring. Mm -hmm. So, um, he's been doing that for several years now. Um, and it, it really fills the place up. Yeah. Yeah. We do that once a month on the second Saturday usually. Mm -hmm. Um, and we usually get four comedians in here and it's, it's just a blast. We fill the room up with people and you're sitting real close to everybody and everybody's just laughing. Um, and we've, um, we've kind of been, um, last couple months, a little slow on events here. Uh, just got a lot of stuff personally going on, but, Mm. um, um, I have, I have a lot of good, a lot of big plans, um, 
partly we, we've been busy enough without events too sure. that um, it's kind of been, eh, do I really need to book it? You know, yeah, book yeah, it. yeah. Um, so we usually have a musician like once a month as well. Yep. Um, and then I have some other ideas in the works. They're not, they're not fully set. Um, uh, I want to do a, a mom's day off here for mother's day. Yeah. I'm trying to get that organized where it's, um, you basically just buy it buy a certificate or whatever for the mother and she gets to come in here maybe like the Sunday after mother's day sure, and just maybe get a couple glasses of wine. Yep. And then, um, my wife also does, um, she's a massage therapist. So oh, come on now. That's one of my ideas is to have her, you yeah. know, just fill this place. And oh, she would have a line around the block. I'm sure. Yeah. Just uh, a day off for mom and she gets a, Absolutely. Like, a massage with it. So that, that now, now we're talking about things that I can, tell my wife about that she'd be very excited about as well yeah you know yeah and and i i love the the creative ideas like that what 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 uh what lets you know that a creative idea is something worth following uh, apart from you know oh this is just a silly idea you know what i mean because like an entrepreneurial guy a business owner person like yourself like you and your wife you know it, it seems to be creative people. You're coming up with ideas all the time. But like you said, you can't follow every idea. You can't book every event. So what makes you kind of, you know, do you have parameters? Do you have things where you just kind of follow your gut on kind of knowing which things are worth following? Um, like that, the mother's day off one, I kind of have been, I wanted to do it last year. It didn't happen, but, um, I, I kind of pitch it to people and mm. like, what do you think about this? And then, you know, like that, that one, obviously people are like, Ooh, I, yeah. you know, so, um, I think that one, you know, would definitely be worth trying. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes even the best ideas just don't, you know, yeah, they don't come to fruition. You know, it's, you, you seem like a person who is okay with risk and failure. Yeah. Would it's that, all about be true. It's all about the, um, you know, I don't, I don't honestly run this place to make money. It's, it's kind of a fun, uh, more for the community. Yeah. Um, have a nicer place with special weird stuff. That's yeah. Well, but just the fact that you, you, you do, you have to take a chance on pretty much everything you carry in your selection, because like you said, you have to buy enough to make it worthwhile and then hopefully, hopefully it works out. And then even the idea of, Oh, Hey, this event or that event, well, let's try it and see if it goes well. And so the, 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 the personality trait that you're okay with failure you're okay with experimentation maybe you know is that something you've always had uh your whole life is that something you're growing into now in this venture yeah i've always been pretty adventurous and a go-getter so that's nothing new um i think the i think now i'm just more confident in what i do it's, mm. it kind of you know 15 years ago i i probably wouldn't have the confidence to to run a place like this yeah um but now it's just you know owning a business is not easy and especially being an entrepreneur um because you know sometimes you, you just you fail or you yep. have competition and yep. it's just trying to juggle all that but the bottom line is you have to remain confident in what you're doing mm. knowing that some of it's just not going to pan out mm. so that's the hardest thing i would yeah. say is, is, is the awareness that some of this is definitely going to fail. And yet I don't know which part of it is yet. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just like, um, so in December I started, we started serving mead, which is like a, it's, it's, it's wine, but instead of being made from grapes, 
it's made from honey. Mm-hmm. So we started serving mead and mead flights uh, here at the Fox. And I didn't think anything of it. And I just checked. We're, we're completely sold out. Wow. Like I have to get more mead because mead, I'm mead just is like. a great winter drink, I think. And I'm just like, man, I never expected yeah. to, to just sell so much mead. Yeah. And, but I, I don't, honestly don't know of any other place in town that, nope. that sells it. So. Nope. Um, and the only mead I've ever had was one that my friend made. And it was, let's just say it was, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's different types, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I mean, like you said, again, that's, that's that, uh, that pursuit of new or novel, you know, is that something that you and your wife have kind of in the rest of your life is, is a pursuit of new and novel? Um, you, you mentioned traveling a lot. Is that kind of part yeah, of that Yeah, we haven't traveled a whole lot in the last year or so, but we do like to, to venture around yeah. um, and kind of see what other uh, places are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being in the business, we will travel to other places and kind of see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to bring it back here and make this, this a, a better spot for this community, which, you know, I mean, that's one of the points of this podcast is to talk to folks who... Um, are invested in this area who uh, want to make this area better. And so, like you said, going to new places in order to find new things to then bring back, what is it that has made you want to invest in the Sauk Valley and and, and make make this place uh, bring ideas from the outside here? Rather rather than, because, you know, there's people who go, oh, I like that thing that's over in the Quad Cities. And so they just go to the Quad Cities to do it. And so it's a different type of person to say, let's bring that here though. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just like copying or bringing something here. It's trying to see what they do. Cause, cause not everything, you know, there's things that'll work in the quad cities that won't work here. So yeah. you can't just bring it here and expect it to work. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the things, um, let me get back on track here. Um, so what I'm passionate about doing uh, for this area is just trying to make it better than yeah. when I, than what was here. Sure. Um, that's something I learned in, in Boy Scouts, you know, like we'd always clean up the campsite. Yeah. Leave it you better know, than you found yeah. it. Yep. And I always thought that was a good thing. Mm. Um, so when I, when we travel and get these ideas, it's about doing that. It's about raising this up, having a nice atmosphere, a nice place, um, that you can, you know, you can bring your kids here. We don't get tons of kids here, but right. we're family friendly here. Right. Um, and there's not, I don't think there's a lot of that downtown, yeah. you know, yeah. that you can do that. So, yeah. So as you, as you like live and work here in this, you know, in the Sauk Valley area, um, what is something that you feel is missing? You know, if you, if you were in charge and could change something, what's something that you would change? Well, I think, um, I think we need more like, I want to say tourism Mm. and I want to like define that a little more. Like I want like, we need like tourism where a wife and a husband and their kids can travel here for an entire weekend Mm. and spend an entire weekend, um, I think we're short on either events or places that cater to that. I right. think I yeah. think there's events that people will come um, 
and stay a night in the hotel. Right. We have, nothing, we have a lot of these seasonal events. That nothing are like an extended weekend. Sure. Um, that's, that's, that's what I feel anyways. Um, you know, it, it feels like when we travel for vacation or for, you know, weekend getaways that we're traveling away from the area. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that would be one thing I would, um, really like to see. And I, I, I you know, it's, everything's a work in progress here. We've made Absolutely. great, great strides in the downtown and, uh, what, what they're doing in the riverfront. And yeah. it's just going to take time because yeah. everything takes time and money. Yeah. Um, so that would be ideal. And then the other big thing I would love to see, and this is maybe a, a very far out dream, um, but from traveling over to like Europe mm. where they have city centers that are basically closed off mm-hmm. to traffic or right. very, very limited traffic. It's pedestrian f- friendly. But yes. I would absolutely love to see that here. Yeah. Um, we have a big problem here with the Route 40 and Route 2 yeah. intersecting. They actually intersect right in front of our building. Um, but the cars are just zooming by. Yeah. And um, Well, and they do things already, you know, down Rock Falls over in Dixon for these different festivals that pop up for, over the summer where they do barricade off some streets for that weekend or for that single day kind of stuff. Um, and what that does is it enables crowds of people yeah. to be there. You know, it actually really helps the people want to be there and stuff like that. So I can see how it's an ongoing uh, thing that's an, that could be an issue here. Yeah. And so that would be an ideal thing. And then when the riverfront, whenever, you know, you know, we're, there's planning and yep. getting ideas for that. Right. It would, it'd be great to see, you know, a nice outdoor park and mm. all that, that then connects all pedestrian. That's, that's, that's what I think would be yeah. neat. Cause you need people out walking and visiting the different places, I think. Well, and especially, you know, down here kind of where you guys are and any of these streets around here, all these spots, they're, they're quite small footprint spots. If you're in your car, it's blinking, you'll miss it type thing. But yeah. if you're, you know, you really do have to be walking by on the sidewalk to notice all the different little spots that are in here. Correct. And, and because the, you we're not allowed to have any signage that sticks out from the building. So yeah. you really, like I said, you, 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 they just drive by. Yeah. Um, I've had people tell me that, um, they never knew Maria's pizza was down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, how could you not know Maria's pizza is down there? Well, they've, for you, it's lived, walking distance. And yeah. this is a 60 year old person sure. that's yep. lived here. And it's like, yeah. but it's again, um, driving by signage and yep. Yep. things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what, what, um, what would be the thing, you know, cause we're talking about things that uh, are missing or that you would change, you know, and it sounds like, you know, like you say, is, is more opportunity for people to walk around downtown and then more opportunity for uh, people from out of town to come in for more than just an afternoon, you know, stay for a weekend or things like that. So, but what about, what about things that are good? What, what, what gives you hope for this area? What, what gets you excited? Well, I think we have a lot of um, hardworking people in this area. That is mm. probably the biggest thing I've noticed. Um, people are... And, and they're definitely eager now, I think, with um, trying to straighten out the, the riverfront. I think that's yeah. pretty much on everybody's mind. 
Um, Rock Falls has done a great job yeah. with the riverfront. Dixon has a great riverfront. Yeah. So it's just we kind of need to match up with Rock Falls. Yep. And then you'll have people in Rock, you know, staying at the hotel in Rock Falls. Right. right. And either walking across here. So really need to connect the the downtowns probably yeah. together as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's encouraging. I think there's a lot of initiative to um, clean up a little bit from some of the, the previous industries that are, that, are out of, that are out of business. Right. So I think we... Um, well, and it's one thing to have a beautiful old building and another thing to have a derelict old building. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So it's, I think that's um, the best thing we have going for us is to kind of clean that up. Um, you know, because the first thing you see when you drive yeah. into Sterling is obviously the yeah. the Lawrence Brothers buildings with the yeah. smashed out windows. So, um, but I think I think efforts are underway to get that cleaned up. Yeah. And, um, well, and that's that is a thing that I've noticed about. I mean, because I just I've only lived here six months, and you know the the desire for most people here in the Sauk Valley area to put down roots and invest in this area. Right. You know, there's not. I haven't heard a whole lot of the whole, you know, flight mentality of like, I just can't wait to get out of here. There's people who go, nope, I choose to be here and I want to work hard, yeah, put in my sweat equity to actually make it better. And that, that is a beautiful thing about, you know, this area. And I think I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have, have, have moved back to the area. You know, they, they moved away and now they're coming back mm. and, um, I really, I mean, the cost of living around here is pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty reasonable, I would say. Um, so, uh, you know, that's a good, a, a good thing for the area, right. I think, as well. So, right. Yeah. Well, as we close, are there any uh, projects that you're working on right now that you want to point people to, or some things in the works that you want people to kind of have on, have on their radar? Um. Well, I'm working on the. Uh, I touched on the. We're working on getting the delivery here, and that should mm-hmm. be within a couple weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also just, just sourcing things, uh, for people as well. So, mm. um, I, I want to expand our whiskey selection here, mm-hmm. which I, I don't think we even talked about the whiskey, Mm-mm. but, Mm-mm. um, we have over a hundred whiskeys right now. Okay. I, and, um, maybe I'm just they're back, back here. Maybe I'm just coming back this afternoon. Goodness gracious. But, um, that's something I, uh, hope to expand. Um, it might not be f- till later in the year, sure. but, um, because a hundred whiskeys isn't enough, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I I have, I have like I said, I have ideas of what I want this the, this place to be. Yeah. And uh, we're I'm pretty much done. Uh, you know. Uh, just, yeah, yeah. Just a yeah. hundred more whiskeys, right? Just just a hundred more whiskeys. And um, so yeah, just letting people know that we we, we also source stuff. So if we don't yeah. we don't have wines, we can you know find it for them or whiskeys. We can you know yeah. we can source stuff for you. Um, but other than that, I'm gonna be focusing um on getting some more family friendly events too um crafted juice juice boxes well (laughs) kitty cocktails yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know there's like um it'd be nice to have just a couple nights where it's just like a cheap family night where we just have you know we have board games back here yeah and just something you know you get a pizza and yeah. A couple drinks and bring your kids here and yep. um yeah work that out with Maria's down the down the yeah. way here yeah but it seems like we've uh, um you know Beans Coffee Shop used to be down the street here and mm-hmm. I used to love going to that place it was a family friendly yeah um, nighttime place and 
it doesn't seem like there's a lot of nighttime places, you yeah. know, you can go to at least downtown anyways. Right, but, right. um, so maybe something like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just more family friendly events that are just get, get out of the house, you know, with the kids. And Absolutely. Yep. No, I totally get that. Yeah. Well, if people wanted to get, get connected with you or if they wanted to, uh, talk to you about sourcing something or finding out when, uh, some of these things are coming to fruition, what's the best place for people to find, find y'all or get in contact with you directly? So, uh, yeah, Facebook is, um, you know, follow us on Facebook. That's probably the best thing. And then, um, you can visit our website, um, which has pretty much all of our events on that as well. Um, and our online shop as well. And then you can just email us at rustyfoxalehouse at gmail.com for, Mm. uh, anything special you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Daryl, thank you so much for just being on the show and sharing your story today. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until next time on the Sauk Valley Spotlight, I'm your host, Drew Williams, and let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home. 